Hello, everyone in podcast land, and welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. And I've got Oscar Fever. Oh, God. Oh, really? Yeah. It's well, a sports yeah. show, Phil. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Oscars, they have sports movies. The Blind Side, that was nominated a while back. Yeah, Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball oh, Money nominated Balls, this yeah. year. So, I can see how the two intersect. Moneyball is not only nominated this year, but won or lost at a certain point right. later. We, we should probably admit that we're recording this, <laughs> we're before, recording the this before the Oscars. Yeah. It's oh, going to be released yeah, after the Oscars. The curtain. Well, yeah. it's, well, I mean, so that we can't make specifics, you know. Moneyball, I think Jonah Hill's probably going to win some award. Can't be sure. Is he up for anything? You know, you get, you're all over Joel for time stamping the intros <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> right, right. You, you dive right into the Oscars. I know, I'm yeah. a jerk. All oh. right. Well, let's 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 get back to sports. All uh, right. Speaking of which, did you watch any film? No. I was too busy watching Oscar movies. <laughs> that's fair. Actually, yeah, yeah, that, that is kind of fair. I, I still haven't seen Moneyball. That's actually that's the only one I've seen. Wow. I, I really wanted to see the artist. I really want I mean, I I think I'm gonna love Bridesmaids the first time I see it. I just haven't gotten around to sure, it. Sure, it's a funny film. Yeah. But uh but not a lot of sports of in that film. There's not? No. Oh, never mind then. Uh, unless you consider uh being caddy a sport. <laughs> well 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 wait. Well I don't know, but there is a weird sport today. That could there be There is. It, it oh. might be that. It might be something much better than that. If it's cat hurting <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do some research between yeah. now and that segment. All yeah. right, all right. First first things first here, and, okay. and this won't drag too much, is is Bobby Valentine and the Boston Red Sox have yeah. officially banned alcohol from the clubhouse. <laughs> Boo! From right. what clubhouse? The Boston Red Sox clubhouse. Okay. But you, is it blow... Boston made of beer? Yeah, Isn't exactly. the whole city just beer? Yeah, and beans. Well, la- last year they had a, a collapse down the stretch, and there was a lot of finger pointing and blame yeah. pointing. I tell you, you blow one nine-game lead in September, and and, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and anyway, and the pitchers were there was a, someone who said there were accusations that the starting pitching staff was going to the you know, the clubhouse before the game was over, pounding brews and eating fried chicken, playing video games. Uh, okay, what's wrong with that? I don't understand. Well, like, you're not. Still it's, it's not very. It's not very teammate. Oriented. professional. Oh, sure. You should you should watch your teammates. And here's the thing: is because it's there's on any given team, there's five starting pitchers, you know, sure. and only one of them is pitching at any given. The other four, they're just they're taking it easy. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think you know throughout baseball, there's been a history of, of guys doing stuff like this, but this apparently was a big thing. In the Let press. them have a beer. Well, here's the I thing: agree, there's, there's 19 other teams in Major League Baseball have also done this. So yeah. apparently, it, it, this is not new. This is not new. Yeah, yeah. but it's still oppressive. Let them no, have a beer. <laughs> I, I don't. This is America. This is what happens when the socialists take over. They come over and they start being fascist socialists, taking away your right. Nanny state. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it, we, later we have a news report we're, we're going to play from local Boston radio on, uh, you know, what's going on over there. Oh, all okay. right. It just it seems antithetic, a- antithetical to baseball to not be able to have beers. I'm not going to disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, what but, next? Uh, Are they going to take away peanuts and Cracker Jacks? Thank you, Phil. I don't want their loss to ever come back. What? I don't... What? What? Yeah. It's, it's a no, song. He's, he's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What uh, What else do we have, Jordan? Let's... Well, Lynn Sanity hasn't stopped. No, it has not. We got in Lynn Sane up in here. Lynn Sane in the Lynn brain, if you will. Lynn Sane in the brain. Or Lynn Lane <laughs> in the... I don't know where you're going with that one. Yeah. We got it. Well, well, we're all walking on eggshells because That's a true. lot yeah. of people, and really, really a lot of people have gotten in trouble for making uh, racially tinged... Or racist comments. Right. They yes. would say things. We wouldn't say it, but like we're walking on egg roll shells. 
Duck cock. They would say that. They we would, say we that. wouldn't say something we like that. We would not that. say that because no. that's racist. And we're far yeah. more clever but, than but, that. Well, right. But if they say something like that, they'd get in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Uh, our last episode was fairly racist at points. I don't know. We didn't say anything as bad as the egg roll shell thing. No. Or whoever yeah. would have said whoever that. Whoever came up with that. That would be awful. Yeah. That's really, that's really ugh, off-putting. Yeah, but not good. Totally. Because I do, I do have to go ahead and say, and, and, and. Two things have uh, come out. First of all, I mean, the big one has got to be the ESPN mobile headline writer. Right, who, right. Who has since claimed that it was a total mistake. Did you hear about this, Phil? No. After the first time Jeremy Lin, they lost with Jeremy Lin, he put out the uh, the headline, Chink in the Armor. Sure, Nixon. that's a... Oh! <laughs> right? Well, here's oh, the thing. He claims goodness, he's like, I've no. used this headline a hundred times. Because yeah. he's just a headline writer. He has, yeah. like, there's there's about, a, you know, there's only so many headlines you can do. Yeah. And I don't know if I believe him, but I'm totally, like, I could, I, yeah, I could totally see him making What I don't believe is that the next the next person, his his supervisor, who looks over everything, didn't go, whoa, oh, hey, hey, guy. Yeah. Seems like somebody See what you're doing. You know, like, I yeah, feel like where someone... are the checks and balances? If anything, that was racist towards Czechoslovakian people. There is no Czechoslovakia anymore. Oh, to Czech Republic <laughs> so people. Yeah, checks. There's just checks. Right, checks and yeah. balances. Or people with good balance. Gymnasts. Yeah. All, right, right, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Moving so anyway, on. Anyway, moving we on. Have, do we have an NPR piece? We do, yeah. Because, I mean, there has been a whole slew of, of racism. I think part of it's just that uh, people in the NBA maybe, I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot of racism in the NBA. It's mostly white guys from here in Europe. And black guys. So we uh, get to hear the exciting angle from NPR. We do. N- NPR is a very fine... Hey, Phil, NPR has produces uh, interesting and scintillating, thoughtful material. Has and then news from Lake Wobegon gone Linsane? Well, I don't even know what that means. It's yeah. uh, from that one show with the Garrison Keeler. Prairie Home Companion. Prairie oh, Home Companion. One of the finest. Uh, and, and Phil is going to. Here, here's the thing. Linsane is beneath the level of puns that they do on Prairie Home Companion. Because they their do puns, puns are great. But their puns are fantastic. Sure. All right. All right. Can't so we, have an NPR piece. we have an NPR piece. All right. I'll sleep piece. through that yeah. one. And, and then and then <laughs> you'll sleep through that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, there, there's also we have one more thing, and that is uh, the Big East is is a is a tire fire of a conference right now. Yeah, the yeah. Big Easy. They have they have seven football members. Okay. Entering this next season, teams might have to play twice. <laughs> like 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 you're in you're in rec ball, <laughs> and like well we have to looks like we play the Panthers again. This time we're home. You know, so they have to. Play, they might have to play two teams twice. The old so football gonna... home and home series. Right, right, right. <laughs> is it going to become an intramural sport then in the Big East? It, it already kind. I mean, it, the level of football being played in the Big East is like the level was, of intramural football. I was in the say SEC. you made the joke. You went yeah. A to B. It was oh. right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you nailed it. Actually. Oh, I'm sorry. It just. Yeah. But uh, so they're they're actually in talks of getting more members, and they did collect a group more members, but now they're looking for another one. And that's Temple, who had actually kicked out in 2004 for, yeah. for being terrible. Oh. Yeah. The Temple was independent for a while. They've since joined the MAC. And now, oh, knock, 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 it's the Big East. Oh. Hey, hey. Oh, look who came crawling back. That's right. And so actually later we have a dramatization of their relationship as Ooh. a as a as a relationship between a man and a woman. I like this okay. already. Hey. Right? A little sexy. Yeah, a little bit sexy. Hold- Speaking of a little bit sexy, do we have a weird sport this week? You're goddamn right we've got a weird sport this week. It's gonna be great. I outdid myself this time. And we have, and, and there's a whole new backlog of, of weird sports. Yeah, now. I actually did some weird sports research. We've got like 40 more for the next oh, 40 episodes. Yes, you refueled the, the weird sports machine. I had to stop. The weird like, fuel. I, there was more on the site that I was on, and I just had to be like, nah, I can't keep copying and pasting. My fingers are tired. <laughs> oh, God. 
Wow. You do a ton of work for this podcast. I do. God bless me. We, we do very little. Very, actually, I, I do less than anyone, in case anyone at home wants to know. <laughs> no, I believe it. You are a lazy yeah. hippie. Yeah. yeah. Lazy hippie. True. Well, do you want to get the show started? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. The Big East and Temple's relationship, circa 2004, dramatized as a conversation between a male and a female in a relationship. Hey, girl. Uh, so I uh, know we dated for a long time in this uh, northeast area of America, but uh, I was thinking about it, and as it turns out, uh, you suck, and uh, you're totally bringing me down. Also, everyone that I know are collectively brought down by you. I can't argue that I suck. That much is true, but you're not so great yourself. Come on, I'll stick around. No, sorry. Okay, you suck so much that I might lose my annual invitation to a sweet party that I really don't deserve to be invited to, but that I especially don't deserve to be invited to with you around. Okay, so you gotta go. The Big East and Temple's new relationship dramatized between a man and a woman in 2012. Hey girl, I want you back. What? Why do you say that? Well, uh... It turned out uh, it wasn't just you that sucked. It was uh, it was everyone, including me. In fact, uh, most of my friends left, starting with the ones that sucked the least. Even some friends that had just become friends left. Now, all of my friends are people I randomly talk to and see if they want to be friends. It's not a very useful strategy. For instance, I made several friends by dialing random phone numbers, but they live as far west as California, a couple in Texas and Florida, some guys in the military, and, and I even have a friend in Idaho now. Which, you would think this is my lamest new friend, but he's actually the most kick-ass of my new friends. He just has odd color choices. Anyway, my situation has gotten much worse since I made you leave. Y you probably want me apologizing and begging and, and, and graveling. Of course. But I made mistakes too. Though I improved and stopped sucking recently, my new group of friends suck more, making me probably appear better than I am. You're actually much more attractive now, even though your friends are lamer and spread out all over the country. Plus, you still got an annual invitation to that awesome party that you don't deserve to go to, right? Yup. At least for a couple more years. Hell yes. Let's fuck. Sure, babe. Hello, I'm your host, Gladwise Goodwin, and welcome to another Story, Story, Story on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. This week, we explore the phenomenon of Lynn's sanity and how it is affecting the students at Lynn's former school, the venerable Harvard University, and other Ivy League schools. It's not at all unusual to see recruiters of all sorts here on campus. Harvard has long been seen as a pipeline for Wall Street hedge funds and top-tier legal firms around the country, but these days, scouts of a different sort have flowed into campus. NBA scouts like Daryl Givens of the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, we're looking for that next big thing. Uh, Jeremy Lin really took a lot of people by surprise, and we came to realize that this has been a blind spot for us. Uh, we didn't have a single guy dedicated to scouting the Ivy League, uh, and that's that's going to change now. So you've probably spoken with Tommy Amaker then, right? Who? Tommy Amaker, the basketball coach here at Harvard. The team was ranked in the top 25 earlier this season. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh... I guess maybe I, I should give him a call. While NBA scouts like Givens have flooded the campus, 
none were present at the basketball team's most recent practices or home games. Players like John Stevenson are confused. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you play ball at Harvard thinking it'll turn into anything. I was just glad to get a scholarship. I'm going to be a doctor. But it's a little offensive to see all these guys on campus, and now one of them are coming to see us. And where are they going? I mean, they're always waiting outside meetings of the Asian American Association. You can barely get into the offices for the math department without running into somebody. Just nobody here. I spoke with Chase Lay, the president of the Asian American Association. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know how to feel. On the one hand, it's really racist. I know I should be offended that these guys seem to think any Asian going to an Ivy League school might be the next Jeremy Lin, but, but it's also a little flattering. I mean, a lot of us are real nerds. We spent all of high school killing ourselves to maintain the sort of GPA one needs to get accepted into Harvard. I never really got to do sports. So you're enjoying the attention? Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, I've got a deal to play in the NBA D-League. May try Europe for a while. That's an opportunity I wouldn't have had now if not for these scouts chasing Lynn's success. Have you ever played competitive basketball before? Uh, competitive? No. Have you ever played basketball before? Is that the one with the oblong ball? No, that's football. Then no. I'm really good at fencing, though. The phenomenon has spread throughout the Ivy League, with class hallways from Brown to Penn choked with NBA scouts. Everyone is eager to find the next big thing. Daryl Givens, though, has a new plan to get himself out ahead of the curve once again. Scouting is all about finding the players that others haven't considered. That's why I'm trying to think one step further than everyone else. Yes, I'm Raj Gupta. Mr. Givens has been following me around campus for the last month ever since he saw me playing a pickup game of 21 with some friends. Keeps saying I could be the next big thing. And do you think he's right? No! Uh, listen, I'm the captain of the tennis team. I don't even know why he thinks I should play basketball. Is he just rifling through ethnicities that aren't common in the NBA? It can't be that, can it? Yeah, I'm talking to a Samoan guy, too. It's, uh, it's going to be the next big thing. And that has been the story, story, story on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. And now it's time for another Weird Sports! Oh, the sport is so weird! How can you handle such weirdness? Weird Sports. You are doing a, an excellent job for as sick as you are. Thank you. Yeah. I am. I don't know if anyone can notice. My nose is a little stuffy. I've been sick for four days. <laughs> Tune in for next week's episode when Jordan and Joel are sick. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. The but problem regardless, is we don't wash the microphones you know, before we lick them. Not, yeah. yeah, not the spit guards. No way. Spit guards are made for spitting. But I learned how to give head with these, these microphones. Okay, so. let's go on to weird All right. sports. <laughs> All right, this week's weird sport, ferret legging. Ferret legging. Yes. Ferret like, ferret like the animal ferret. Ferret legging. Okay, like like the name. Yeah. How could you not? It's so evocative and provocative. Well, what does it mean? Ferret legging, also known as put 'em down and ferret down trousers, 
is a sport that seems to uh, have been popular amongst coal miners in Yorkshire, England. I think God, you that's... buried the lead. I think you start with ferret down trousers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not yeah. ferret leggings. <laughs> right, right. Well, ferret legging is how it's most commonly known. Oh, okay. These are just other. It's kind of like aqua push in underwater hockey. Remember oh, that? right. right. Or octopush. I how forget which one it is. boring is England? They have invented so many of these weird sports. Well, we don't know no, how no. boring how this is. How boring is America? For having just our common everyday sports instead of stuff like ferret legging. we have ferrets everywhere. Right. Yeah. Doing nothing. Well, here we go. Why don't I go into... Freeloading. I'm going to skip the history a little bit and go down to the rules. Uh, In the sport of ferret legging, competitors tie their trousers at the ankles before placing two ferrets inside (laughs) and securely fastening their belts to prevent the ferrets from escaping. Oh, my God. Yeah. doesn't, Doesn't it sound like PETA's nightmare? It does. It like, sounds like the most likely to get hurt in this entire equation is the person with the ferret in their pants. Well, that's exactly where the sport comes in, because each competitor then stands in front of the judges for as long as he can. That's it? It's basically how long can you stand it? Yeah, it's an endurance <laughs> contest. It's like something out of Fear Factor. Oh, I love this. Like, ferrets are going to bite your penis for a while. Good luck. <laughs> like, Whoever can put up it. with the most, most bites in their penis... You also have to realize that the miners are a hardy bunch. Oh, yeah. These are miners. These are tough guys. Dirt under their fingernails. Ferret in their trousers. Right. <laughs> they usually out, outlive canaries if, the, <laughs> if TV shows have taught me anything. Yep. The canary always dies before the miners do. Yep. But uh, let's get a little bit more into it, okay? Here's some rules, okay? Competitors cannot be drunk or drugged, nor can the ferrets be sedated. <laughs> That's this is tough because if I were a miner, yeah, a hardy, hardy man, I would be. I'd probably, you know, shot in beer before I go to work. Oh, but sure. if I'm gonna put a ferret in my pants, I'd probably want to get liquored up before. You better believe yeah. it. But then again, if you're drunk, then pain does not feel like pain. So also, let's not forget. I mean, it was so I was so disillusioned after the ferret doping scandal of '88. Oh sure, there's a lot know, of that, in the Guinness Book World Records, a lot of asterisks, a lot of asterisks. Yeah, because it's. God, it's just a shame that something as pure as who is Guinness to make lighting. that decision to come in and put asterisks on 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 records set by tough miners, right? Especially with ferrets, doped ferrets, Jordan, doped I, ferrets. And I frankly, don't, everyone was doing it. I just think the asterisks are out of place. <laughs> and they're a beer company, and they're faulting people for drinking beer before putting ferrets in their pants. Well, actually, they split their publishing half and spun it off into a different company. Okay, <laughs> all right. I guess I'm the goose. Look at the goose. All right. In addition, competitors are not allowed to wear underwear beneath their trousers. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't, I don't know. What do you I mean you don't par- know? I'm not participating in this sport. This, I'll say that right this, now. This went from, like, really cool to, I don't know if I, like you said, it sounds like Ferris penis biting. Right. Well, I, on, the other, uh, on the other hand, if somebody was allowed to wear underwear, what would stop them from wearing a cup? And then, like, what's the... What's the, what's the scam? <laughs> You're right. It is a slippery slope. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, totally. Underwear Not unlike a cup. That, yeah. yeah. Underwear is the first, the, the, the gateway garment. <laughs> well, uh, also, it's because they, they must allow the ferrets free access from one leg to the other. <laughs> the ferret can crawl up, crawl down. Like, this all needs to be. Like, so the underwear might get in the way. That's, um, okay. Well, now that I hear that, that makes total sense. Sure. Okay. Now here's some ferret rules. Uh, the ferret must have a full set of teeth uh, that must not have been filed or otherwise blunted. 
they've thought of everything. They're, they have. These miners are a bunch of cheats. You don't want sneaks. people juicing their ferrets. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? Like you could you can alter your ferret to make this very easy. Oh my god. Gotta have claws. Gotta have teeth. It's like when that that, that miner Sammy Sosa ton. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. His, his ferret hopped out of his pants that one time, and everyone went, "Holy crap! Look, that ferret's got its teeth have cork on them." Yep, corked his teeth. Cork corked the teeth. It was a corked ferret. <laughs> the bites and were painted. The claws had little corks on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was a corked ferret, man. And then and he was a pretty real well respected uh, miner at that time. And then, yeah. well, you've got to notice a corked <laughs> ferret, though. I blame yeah. the judges. Yeah, well, you can't hide a cork in a ferret. Well, well, a well-corked ferret is hard to find uh, yeah. if it's been done properly. You really, it's the only way is if the ferret pops out of your pants. That's so really the sure. only way you can tell. Yeah. I guess that's true. Let's talk records, shall we? <laughs> Please. So there's the sport in 1972 is where it really started gaining no notoriety. Although it's been disputed, Yorkshire, England is where they think it came from. Of course, the Scots came in and said that uh, it was theirs. So 1972, another English-Scottish war happening because of who decided to put ferrets down their pants for sport first. Is that the one where they used the long spears to defeat the English heavy cavalry? Is I think it's what Braveheart was about. 1972, yeah. yeah. Right. I think that was that one. That's why they all had shaggy hair and they were a little dirty. It was the free love time. It was crazy days. Yeah. They put blue paint on their face and ran at each other. If you remember the 72 war, you weren't there, man. Right, you weren't there. <laughs> I have flashbacks of it, though, sometimes. The first ferret legging record stood at 40 seconds. Wow. 40 seconds. That's a long time. That is, it, a, that yeah. is a very long time to have two. And it's two ferrets, correct? Because it's one in each pant leg. No, I think it's just one ferret. Oh, right? okay. Did I wow, say two ferrets? One, I think it was one, one ferret's enough for me, Jordo. I'll say that much. Oh, right, sorry. Right. I, I will, I will print of a retraction later if that <laughs> I was wrong. Um, a few years later, the record had risen to over one minute. Uh, eventually, in, uh, later, a couple years later, rose to 90 minutes. What? No. Yes. Is this, this is when the asterisks come in, I would imagine. I yeah. can imagine. That was a dead ferret. Yes. It had to have been, right? In 1986, though... Meller, uh, so it kept growing, right? There was this yeah. guy named Meller. He was very good at this. Reg Meller. Um, he, was, he was continually breaking his own records. Uh, kept surpassing, surpassing. Eventually, he decided that there was an equivalent to the four-minute mile in ferret legging. Well, see, yeah, this is interesting because I'm always, I'm always fascinated by the athletes who only really compete with themselves. Sure, and this is this guy. Uh, so, so Meller is it decided putting a ferret into your pants and then running a mile in four minutes? No, no. He decided that the, the, the magic mark... Was six hours. This is the one that has to be beat, right? Is he's like, there's no way anyone can do more than six hours. Six hours is the four minute mile. Right. It's, so this this it. is what he decided was his goal in life. Oh. To beat six hours of a ferret gnawing on your crotch, and legs. And legs. I mean, the legs. I think anyone could take for it's the crotch that scares so if me. You, I don't know. If you have a ferret in your pants. For 90 minutes. No underpants. Right. Yeah. What's the event at minute 90 that ops <laughs> makes you opt to pull it out at that point? Because it seems it, like you have it for six hours. It seems like it's. Well, I'm not sure. But let me set the scene for you in 1986 here. 1986. Meller said that he was going to pass this record. 2,500 spectators show up. <laughs> they want to see this, right? So after five hours, most of the attendees had become bored and left. How could you become wow. bored watching a guy with a ferret in his pants? Right. 
Workmen arrived to dis- dismantle the stage, despite Mellor's protests that he was on his way to the new record. He was still going after five hours. Wow. And they shut him down. Well, Mellor uh, eventually retired after that experience. Because they stopped his record at five hours, and he's like, I could have beat the six hour, and people just gave up on me. So to be honest the, with you, it seems like the ferret at some point is going to, like, fall asleep. I don't know. I feel like is the this ferret still could like very a, possibly stay agitated for six straight hours. <laughs> right. I agree, but how disappointing would that be for him to set that magic mark, be well on his way to it, and bam, cut off. You hate it when, when, when the refs take the game out of the player's hands. Right, but still, he made it five hours the ferret in his pants five hours of the ferret clawing in his pants i think he is, might be the greatest athlete of all time <laughs> <laughs> certainly points for toughness yeah. Yeah. yeah oh god yes i think that he could like n- name the greatest athlete of all time you think the, who you think the greatest athlete of all time i don't is. know i say muhammad ali no not as good as this guy <laughs> next <laughs> well it's Bill makes a compelling argument. I do. I'm good at arguing these kind of things. I got to bring this up real quick. Uh, There is a classic Simpsons episode uh, where the I I can't remember which one it was, but the chief is reading the like the law book and he's 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 discovering new things. He's like, "Wow, it says here it's illegal to put uh, squirrels down your pants for the purposes of gambling." Right. Then he turns over and he's like, "Hey, Lou, cut it out!" And and Lou's got squirrels in his pants and he has to kick them out and then. And then they keep going, but yeah. For once, it was the Simpsons stealing from something instead of everybody else stealing from the Simpsons. Yeah. Right? Finally, just rewards. Well, let me just tell you where the master or where the not the master where the record stands now. Okay. Well, you mean it's not at five hours? No. Uh, 2010. People decided this five-hour record must be broken. 24 years later, Frank Bartlett, a retired headmaster, and Christine Farnsworth. Both broke Meller's record. No, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The women's ferret panting. Ferret I agree. Legging would I have agree. To be I agree with that. I think this Wikipedia is wrong. We'll say Frank Bartlett did it yeah. because the woman won. No, no external genitalia, guys. Push, yeah. push comes to shove. That that can't. Yeah. yeah. Unless unless the ferret really came to shove, <laughs> then it could have been. Then it could have been bad. <laughs> but uh, Frank Bartlett uh, and then some chick. Uh, five hours and 30 minutes. Wow. Not bad, right? But still not six. But then yeah. did like Mueller bring out like a, a King of Kong move where he has a videotape of him with the ferret in his pants for nine hours? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think that this needs to be made. There has not been a television documentary or movie documentary made about this since 1976. Well, that's because <laughs> the audio is, Ah! I just changed my mind. I, after seeing that, I want to go to one of these. Oh. I want to go. So uh, where do we wrap up? Do you guys want to participate? Yeah, sure. Yeah, in in, in sure. making the movie or putting a ferret in our pants? No, putting a ferret in your pants. Do you have a ferret here? Uh, no. I'm just saying in general, do you oh. want to participate? No, I'm not putting I'm gonna, a ferret I'm gonna, in I'm going to you know, say no. I'm going to say no, too. So that comes to an end. Another episode of Weird Sports. The Boston Red Sox suffered a horrible collapse down the stretch last season, resulting in finger-pointing and accusations that the pitching staff ducked out of games early to drink beer, eat fried chicken, and play video games in the clubhouse. That will be different this year as new manager Bobby Valentine has officially announced a ban on alcohol in the clubhouse. The press conference earlier. 
Alright, there's uh, no more drinking in our uh, clubhouse. Now I'd be happy to uh, uh, answer annoying, redundant questions from Boston's local press. Reporters began asking asinine questions almost instantaneously. Fans may be placated, but what do Red Sox players think? Kevin Euclid, third base. The clubhouse is a place for injured players who are injured all the time and can't watch the television that they want when they get home because they're starting a family. But there's another overlooked new policy that has upset many of the Red Sox pitching staff. John Lackey. He says there's no more outside food allowed in the clubhouse. He says because we got no carpeting. But I, I can read between the lines. They finally recognize that the, they grossly overpaid for my arm and they're trying to get me to quit. Josh Becker will back me up, right Josh? No off-campus food? That's crossing a line! It'd be different if we had a, a good food. Jeff Gary only has a couple of moves. I make up the classy meals. I even wear the chef's hat. I make it the egg platter parmesan, chicken parmesan, veal parmesan, rigatoni parmesan, mozzarella parmesan. Chef Gary Daniels continued listing authentic Italian dishes, many of which, in this reporter's opinion, were fake and made up entirely on the spot. I mean, if we're being honest, without the beer and the fast food, I melt that into video games. Then it's like, what am I even doing here? Former major leaguer and noted alcoholic David Wells weighed in on the matter on the MLB Network. Ryan Braun fails a drug test and he's not even suspended. But the Red Sox lose the division and can't have chicken and beer? America, is that really you? But I'm guessing Peter Gammons will disagree. This move allows the new administration to shift the blame of last year's collapse on the past leadership. It's a bit of PR as this team prepares for a tough AL East. Plus, don't any of these dipshits own flasks? It's how I drank while I was being hospitalized with an aneurysm. Maybe this report is best summed up by Chef Gary Daniels. I often wonder why John Lackey come here anyways. He's a bum. He should eat my goobla gobble goobla gobble Not a real thing. Harold Hammerson, WKQQ, Boston. All right, folks, that brings us to the end of another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we'd like to give you our contact information. Yes, you can hit us up on email at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on Twitter at sports number three podcast. And you can find us on iTunes by searching sports number three, all one word space podcast. And why don't you rate and review us while you're there? That I'm sorry like I made plan. you say all that. You sound yeah. so sick. Uh, do I still sound sick? I was you trying do. to work through it. You know what? Rate and review us because I did this show sick. Yeah. I, I'm not above guilt yeah. tripping. I'm fine with this. Yeah. And check out our sister show, Curtain Jerks. Yeah, yeah. and check out our other sister shows. Uh, funny because it's true is up. It's very funny. Top Story Weekly Report is great. Uh, the Fort Podcast is always good. Uh, second column, go to their back episodes. I'm even on a couple of them. Ooh, yeah. And then there's a rant a rap. Yeah, there's a rant a rap on there. So make sure to check that out. Don't miss, folks. All right. Lights up.
For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.